Blog Talk Radio. Do you love uploading video to the web, but you can't stand those pesky ads that come with it? Well, go to blazingryradio.com and click on the banner for Vimeo. Vimeo loves your videos. Save and share your videos in beautiful HD with no disruptive ads. As a basic member, you can upload up to 500 megabytes of video per week for free. As a plus member, you can upload up to 5 gigs of video per week. And that is $59.95 per year. And if you want to go pro, you can upload up to 20 gigs of video per week for only $199 per year, billed annually. So, go ahead on over to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banner for Vimeo, and get to uploading. Thank you for listening. BlazingRyeRadio.com Great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. So now you're in, and now you won't bang out. Oh my God! Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Blazing Ride backstage. It's your smoking nephew, Blazing Ride, and I—that uh, was the very long introduction. Uh, and I would like to welcome the shot to my better and wise, Mr. Jonathan Weeks, Mr. Jonathan, the amazing Jonathan, amazing Jonathan. How are you, my? <laughs> You made it right all this going on, man. How you doing? <laughs> So, I don't know what the... You know what, Weeks? Blog Talk Radio kind of sucks anymore, huh? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Ringo Starr's second all-star band uh, live from Montreux Jazz Festival when the beginning <laughs> the beginning track is Quincy Jones and it just says a very long introduction and uh, that is what we just did. I think that on that CD it was actually just him saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Ring stop. And, uh, <laughs> sound a little like manger. Uh but uh, we actually followed through, and they should have replaced that track on that album with what we just did. I like that. You know, we're always presenting something new to the audience, and I think that's a great thing. You can't get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, bro? Where are you in Dallas? Are you in Vermont? Are you in Los Angeles? Are you where are you? No, bro. I'm in I'm in uh, the great state of Connecticut. I finally got an apartment, even though I'm still in Hamden in the shopping center. And I got a funny story to tell you. I was, uh, oh. so I'm, I'm literally, you know, talking on the phone right now uh, from the Hamden Mart, and I went to the Toys R Us, because that's where I go, because I, I usually think it's abandoned, so there's nobody here. <laughs> so I'm driving into the parking lot. I don't know, that's strange enough, but I'm, yeah. I'm driving into the parking lot. I'm, I'm, I'm driving in, and as I'm driving in, there's this car that just keeps circling around the lot. I have no other explanation for it other than they're practicing driving, you know, at 9 p.m. In, in the in the mart. But they keep going around and around and around, and they're in my lot. So what I do is I come in, I, cr- I cut right through the circle, and they, we go, <laughs> keep in mind, there's nobody else in the lot. This is like a football field, uh, you know, a length of a, of, of a lot, parking lot. And we always get to do it I'm cutting through the circle, and they're going into the, going around the circle, and uh, it was quite humorous. I just saw them laughing; it was very funny, and they probably thought it was nuts. But uh, what? Yeah. What so. did? What? Wait. What did you just say? What? You, you? You were? He was going in the circle, and you were going around the circle. What? No, he was. Yeah, he was going around the circle, around, around, like like thousands yeah. of times. And yeah. I, I come in and cut directly through the circle because there's no way around it. Unless I want to make like a big square to get to yeah. the end of the lot, and so I go through the circle, and he almost hits me, and I almost <laughs> hit him. 
Uh-huh. And this is like a football-sized uh, parking lot. It's, it's really it was ridiculous, uh, but I thought it was very funny. You're saying this parking lot is the size of a football? I'm like a, a football field. <laughs> uh, and okay, so what was this lady doing, going around in circles over and over? Was she at least? My only explanation is that she's trying to learn how to drive with a daughter, but I didn't see a, a kid in the car. You know, we used to do that. Uh, Jesus and I used to drive circles around people and play Beat It by Billy Jean. I think we got that from Asaf, actually. I think Asaf started that. I think I'll do that next time. Well, you know, we did it on Andrew Mindrew's wedding day. Uh, The the day of, we went over to, uh, (laughs) to the church to pick him up. Uh, and for the wherever where we were, maybe the reception hall, and we just he was standing in the middle of the parking lot as he is wont to do, and we just circled round and round him playing. You set some good vibes, I think. Yeah, apparently not. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, you know how you're always saying that Nicolas Cage movies are all over Redbox, like they're 90% of the movies in Redbox? Yes, I, there's got to be at least a dozen Nicolas Cage movies in there at any given time, and they're all probably put out within the last week or so. <laughs> right, and I saw it uh, Best Buy today, um, uh, a Nick Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, man, I don't even know what this is called. I think it's called Left Behind. But I took a picture of the back of it because I wanted to share what it said. Um, This is the review on the top of the DVD. An action-packed thriller that will take viewers on a wild ride through the day of the rapture. And the person quoted is Willie Robertson from Duck Dynasty. That is 100% real. <laughs> oh, my God. This is an actual review that posted on the DVD or, or Red yes. Box? That, on, is, that is ridiculous. On the back of the Blu-ray. <laughs> and you would think, like, you know, at least do some, like, most shitty movies do something that sounds remotely, like, credible, like, uh, like, uh, uh, says KTLA or says some local Fox affiliate or whatever, but this shit just blatantly admits Duck Dynasty saying Nick Cage takes you on a thrill ride through the day of the rapture. Well, well, you know, I'm, I'm definitely gonna get the movie down. Now that the yeah. Duck Dynasty guy says it's good, I'm definitely gonna watch it. <laughs> it was uh, it was in the bin for four ninety nine. <laughs> Next thing you know, it'll just be any any Nick Cage movie. Sweet Brown will be quoted. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> they're already admitting it's horrible. They'll just go right for it next time. I love it. I love. It. I think I'm gonna start a Nicolas Cage movie collection. Quite frankly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, you're going to need, like, a mansion to hold all the keys in. Does the man ever sleep? (laughs) I I don't know. This guy just does movie after movie. Um, But, hey, the uh, Duck Dynasty is cool with it, so it's all right. Um, I totally agree. So our friend Sunsin, some sensei, uh, he writes some weird statuses on Facebook from time to time. Uh, I'm going to switch it up a little bit tonight, and rather than do Fogarty's dinner in another voice, I will do Sonson's status tonight in the voice of your choice, Weeks, the voice of your choice. Oh, my gosh. This is, uh, is going to be tough. Uh, this is always the toughest part of the show for me. <laughs> I, I, hear, I, really, I put you on the spot here, and I appreciate you rolling with it. Well, no, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, it's just fine. It's just, this is tough. Um, oh, gosh. John Lovitz. Okay, that's a good choice. 
Okay. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Popping hand in balls tonight. That's the ticket. And that, and that's the that's it. Literally, his status was hmm hmm hmm. Popping hand in balls tonight. <laughs> Yes, I agree. Yes, Johnny loved it. I loved it. Yes, well, you know, he he really uh, he John Lovitz apparently, as Ralph Garman says, I'm a douchebag when he imitates John Lovitz uh, because he really screwed over Kevin Smith and their podcast. But that's a whole nother thing. But before that, I wanted to mention. Um, uh, uh, by the way, there's nobody funnier. There's nobody funnier than John Lovett. So I, I really, you know, I wish that uh, he, he didn't have this reputation. But anyway, let's we'll talk about that on another show. In the meantime, okay. uh, I, I wanted to mention that uh, uh, my my old uh, colleague uh, just got a new job. Uh, his name's Mike. He's been on the show show before, and he told me on uh, Monday he was like. I got to hand in my two weeks notice tomorrow, right? So he said that. And for a split second, I think in my head, Jonathan, I think in my head, he thinks that he actually has to hand in a notice, like a physical notice. And so then I I don't think anything of it um, until the next morning. And I was like, hey, did you tell Dave yet? That's our uh, our old boss. Or his current soon to be old boss, and he goes, he goes, yeah, I just went in his office and told him. Now I gotta uh, write my notice and give it to him. And I said, <laughs> I said, what do you mean? Do you mean email HR and CC him on it because that's what you're supposed to do? And he said, no, like write it down and and give it to him. And I was like, you realize you just did that by talking to him. What is wrong with you? And he thought that he actually had to physically write down a, a, a notice saying two weeks or something on it and hand it to him after he had already told him about it. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. I mean, that's, that's taking you way too far. That's so literal. I mean, you just have to tell the boss and shake on it, and then that's pretty much official. I mean, that's... No, yeah. shake, you know, shake on it. You know, you can send an email, you know, real simple email. I'm waiting. Yeah, my two weeks. <laughs> right. And then he was like, man, I must be stuck in the dark ages or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that's like Mad Men kind of error, uh, you know, working. You don't really have to give it a physical letter, you know. Uh, you can do it by phone or email something on your phone. That's just even that bad, but... <laughs> 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 Imagine if he he went in and, and talked to Dave, and then he walked to his desk and called him and left him a voicemail too, and then he wrote the notice and handed that in too. What a weirdo! I mean, even Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock weren't actually physically given in their two weeks' notice. You know what I mean, Sean? <laughs> that is too. That is too much. That's like old school. That's like that's like ultra old school. I, I I hadn't even really heard that. You know, usually you just tell the boss and that's it. Yeah. Well, John Weeks, uh, I hear that you have some some guests on for us tonight. You have some guests. Yeah, we do have some guests, some big guests tonight. Uh, to announce, now introducing the band that brought you such nauseatingly awesome hits like Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time and Party All the Time, The Plantains. Weeks, no, it's... It's the Fontaines, and and they're they didn't no. God damn it! How are many sure? times are you gonna do are this? Sure about that? Yes, yes. <laughs> Some of the memo. Okay, all right. Okay, the Fontaines. Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, Hank and Charlotte Fontaine, how are you guys? We're great. How are you hey. doing? Doing well. Uh, you guys are in Los Angeles, right? Yes, yes, we are. What is it like there? Last time I was there. You could pull out of your driveway and and then basically go back into your driveway at the end of the night, but you couldn't really get anywhere. Well, yeah, that's that's right. And actually, 
in the course of pulling out and pulling back in, you're probably going to run over another band. So I'd say the music <laughs> seems pretty saturated here. Oh, yeah. And I heard that um, you guys are in Echo Park, right? Yeah. Okay. I heard that Eagle Rock is like is the hot new area, which I find insane, because isn't that over by Glendale and Pasadena? That's right, yeah. I mean, nobody can afford to live, like, in the actual cool parts of town, so now the cool mm-hmm. parts of town are, are the lame parts of town. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> All right, so you guys classify your genre of music as new-wop. What is new-wop? New-wop is kind of influenced by, like, the 50s doo-wop music and also kind of 80s music, like the Cars and a bit of 90s grunge, I guess. Okay. Uh, so a variety of things put together. And uh, you guys are, are brother and sister. Which one is the brother? Which one is the sister? <laughs> I think we all know that I'm the more feminine, beautiful one. So. <laughs> and And Hank, is that your natural hair color? <laughs> that, it's it's uh I was I was born this way, I've accepted it. Maybe everyone else can eventually too. <laughs> um and I've noticed uh in your uh song list on your EP, some of the names of the songs are Paul Newman, Dustin Hoffman, Kate Blanchett. What's the significance of naming these songs after these actors or celebrities? Honestly, I was watching um the Woody Allen movie called Celebrity, and I just thought it would be kind of a cool idea because nobody else has ever done it before. Okay. And does it have to do with the actual, do the lyrics in the song have to do with the actual people? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a personal thing that we can't mm-hmm. really explain, but <laughs> they all kind of evoke their movies through each person's respective song. It's ah. something that we 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 can't fully explain too well, but it's the, it's there. Okay, and uh, tell us a little bit about your new song, Kate Blanchett, and we'll play that. I think that song was uh, inspired a lot by uh, Harry Nilsson, who's one of our favorite uh, artists. He's one of our biggest inspirations, and uh, at the time that we. We're writing it. I was listening to Edward Sharp and Magnetic Zeros a lot too, and sure. I feel like that sort of shows up in there a bit as well. Awesome. Well, this is the Fontaines with Kate Blanchett. Pin a boy who enjoys licorice. I want you lick your lips. You can't mose a cherry card, a book into your kiss. You got the look of a hood, a rookie to the scene. You two are from. I can take you anywhere, I can take you where you wanna go. You can be the plum, if you want. I could be the rum.
joke about the first the the saxophone player who played the longest note and first uh dave said it was some guy named Vern bertram and then his producer corrects him and it's like no it's uh it's it's kenny g and so then he's like all right let's do that again and then they do the joke again and dave says kenny g and then paul goes i thought it was Vern bertram <laughs> and and so the audience cracks up but you don't know why at home, but we knew why in the audience. So that moment kind of reminded oh, me so of that. Awesome. That's so I love funny. That. I love that. <laughs> that was a that was a pretty good Paul Schaefer, I gotta say. Thank you. I <laughs> I I work I work on that every night before I go to sleep. I I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, John Weeks, I hear you chomping at the bit to ask a question over there. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Well, thank thank you and uh, welcome to the show. And I do like your music, and uh, I know who you are. So. Uh, sorry for the introduction there, but um, my first question is: I saw that you uh, listed Elvis Presley as one of your favorite musicians. Uh, can I ask which one of your, your songs is your favorite, each of you? Did you repeat that? We didn't hear you. <laughs> sure, sure, no, no problem. Uh, you I didn't Elvis understand Presley that either. As, <laughs> I didn't get that either. We... I, I don't think I understood it either. But uh, <laughs> uh, you, you listed Elvis Presley as one of your favorite musicians. Can you each tell me what? song of his was your favorite? Oh, there's one from um, the the movie, what is it, Meet Me in St. Louis or Meet Me at the State Fair, mm-hmm. whichever movie. And uh, it's called, um, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> completely blanking. <laughs> but it's him on ukulele. It's like a very short, very sweet song. Oh, my God. Oh, One Broken Heart for Sale. Okay. Called one okay. Broken Heart for Sale. Yeah, and I I adore that song. It's like one of my favorites of all time. I I'd, I'd say my favorite is uh, Love Me Tender, just because it's got such a great backing vocals. That's what I listen to when I'm when I'm listening to that song. Okay. So you you listen song. to the the backing vocals, Hank? Yeah, I know it's uh it's kind of weird. It's like. It's like going to a restaurant for the uh, wallpaper, but but uh, <laughs> it's got, that song. That song seriously has the best backing vocals I've ever heard. Go back and listen to it; you'll hear what I mean. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciated when when Ed Sheeran performed at the Grammys the other night. That that John Mayer was doing the backing vocals and and wasn't you know he was back where he belonged and not uh, singing his own song. <laughs> Well, you know, if if he offers, we're more than happy to have him uh, back him back us up one of these days. So, yes, if you if you want to put the feelers out there, uh, feel free. Let's just hope he you know wasn't listening live, so he hears your song and not weeks is whatever the hell that was. Um, and you guys have been playing all over Los Angeles. Have you uh you just had a residency somewhere? Is that right? What's that been like? Yeah, we had a residency at a place called Silver Lake Lounge, which it's like a block from our house, but I still manage to be late to every single show. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like the whole month of January. We played every Monday night, and it was it was amazing. Awesome. Um, and do you guys have uh, gigs coming up that you'd like to uh, plug? Yeah, we're actually, this is going to be our first time announcing this, but we're doing another residency in April. Every Tuesday in April, we'll be playing at a a cool bar called Harvard and Stone in Hollywood. It's on Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, 
This place is super hip. You can even sort of smoke indoors, even though that's, like, technically not okay, but it's kind of okay. Uh-huh. And uh, this this place is really hip. So we're finally doing something that's going to give us a little bit of street cred, too. But it'll oh, be a wow. blast. We're playing with a bunch of great bands and uh, great blogs that are promoting the shows and coming out. It'll be it'll be real cool. This is on on Hollywood Boulevard, and what's the, what's the intersection? What runs perpendicular to this? Well, this is what's strange about the place is it's at the intersection mm. of Hollywood Boulevard and uh, Harvard Boulevard. So I don't have any idea why it's called Harvard and Stone because I feel like it should be Harvard and Hollywood, but it's Harvard and Stone. It makes no sense. Uh, you know, Hollywood Boulevard, what I remember distinctly the most about Hollywood Boulevard is that intersection at, at Hollywood and Vine, and um, it's like uh, it, it, it makes me, even just thinking about it now, makes me want to uh, sharpen a pencil and shove it in my eye. <laughs> now, we yesterday Charlotte and I were over there in that neighborhood, Hollywood and Vine, and uh we saw a very, very, very fat Spider Man offering to post the photographs for five bucks. And uh I mean I mean the dude's gut was like bulging out of his costume. It wasn't like yeah. a fat it was like outside the costume. <laughs> Uh, that's not right. Spider-Man shouldn't be showing any skin. I, it was it was not a particularly flattering look. Still <laughs> still better than Amazing Spider-Man Two, though. If I'm going to be honest, yeah. <laughs> am I am I the only one who liked that movie? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I know that everyone hated Spider-Man Three. I hated that. That was the, like one of the worst things ever. Uh. But I liked both Amazing Spider-Man so far. I thought the first one was cool. I think uh, Andrew Garfield is a great actor. I I kind of feel like he's crying all the time, though. Uh, yeah, he, he, he kind of looks a little glassy-eyed the whole time, and that, that kind of takes me out of it. Yeah, but I like that. I like that in an actor. I like when I when they look like they're crying the whole time. It makes me think that they're... It gives the illusion that they're a good actor. <laughs> Add some passion to things. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I'll give you that. <laughs> and uh, where can people find your music, Hank and Charlotte? Uh, they can find us on SoundCloud at The Fontaines and through our Facebook page, through our Instagram, through our Twitter. Everything's The Fontaines. But we're not the, like, 16-year-old boys from Sheffield that also come up with <laughs> you look up The Fontaines. <laughs> Yeah, what's the deal? So when I I, I initially, uh, I assume it's a sore subject because I asked Hank about this months ago and he never responded to this particular question. Uh, But (laughs) what is the deal with with those guys? Well, um, all I'll say is if you you search the Fontaines on any platform, we'll be the result with the highest following. uh, So so I'll, I'll leave it at that, you know. I could start using a lot of uh, obscene gestures and <laughs> horrible graphic language to, uh-huh. to continue the conversation, but I think for the sake of your listeners, maybe we can uh, leave it at the, at the fact that there's a name dispute going on. But uh, oh dear, I'm sure that these things will resolve themselves eventually. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're making obscene gestures, we can't tell. Oh, I am. I am. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Just just the fact that you mentioned them, and I'm just like, (laughs) I'm I'm googling stuff I could go to jail for. It's not good. It's not good. Okay. Well, be be careful with that. Um, you get uh, and have you guys always sung together? Like, when did you uh, when did you start this musical collaboration of yours? Um. Well, since. First, I guess now we. Um, really? I I was in high school when he was starting out as a musician, so we've only been playing as a duo for about a year and a half or two years now, and then we just started playing with a band about seven months ago. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So. And are yeah. are these 
uh, other band members, uh, are they part of the Fontaines as well now? It's like, uh, you know how you can have like uh, a fast food chain and you can have a franchise in that fast food chain. Like I might want to open my own (laughs) Cinnabon franchise or I could open a Cinnabon that's part of Cinnabon's conglomerate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like they're like Cinnabon franchisees. That's how I <laughs> Are they going to be okay with you calling them that? Oh, I really hope they don't hear this. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they won't. That, I'm sure they would not appreciate that. That no, particular. Do not analogy. worry. Nobody will. Um. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little strange that we keep doing this show and you know there's no audience. Uh. <laughs> if if a tree falls in the woods type deal. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh kidding, of course. Um so uh what else did I want to ask you? Oh, okay. Um uh you guys when you go grocery shopping, do you do Albertsons or Ralph's? You sound so East Coast right now, man. We go to Vons. Vons. <laughs> I knew I was forgetting something. All right. Do you prefer driving on the 405 or the 101? The 101. They both suck, but the 101's scenic. Yeah, it's a little less horrible. What about the 405 or the 5? Oh, man. That's that's oh, wow. like like picking <laughs> like between like really bad apples and really bad oranges that are just <laughs> both terrible. Uh, Hank, I love that you have an analogy for everything. Every question... <laughs> has a great response. I love it. Well, you know, analogies, if you think about it, are like uh-huh. they're like a mirror into the soul. Uh-huh. And if you have a mirror no, to, no. to look into the soul, you're going to see some stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fair enough. And um, uh, the last L.A. question I'll ask uh, is uh, In-N-Out Burger or Pink's Hot Dogs? Whoa, In-N-Out Burger, hands down. Yeah, every time, every time. Every time. And, we, almost every time. <laughs> do you get the uh, the animal style? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's so good, but you got to get the chopped chilies, too. Oh, yeah, oh, steps it up so much. And they yeah, actually stop. Even chili peppers? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. They're so good, and nobody knows about it. Do you guys know about the Next counter, the, the burger place in Santa Monica, the counter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I went there once with my co-host here, John Weeks, and um, he did a, a cross-country drive after we ate lunch there, and he had the, what was it called, Weeks? The double? Yeah, it was a double, yeah. He had the double and had the audacity not to take a shit the entire ride back to the East Coast. I mean, I'd say you definitely, you got to counter the act that somehow you got to do like a side salad or something, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to. That place is always pushing their shakes and stuff. You got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, they just opened one up in Times Square, too, and uh, it has been the death of my diet. <laughs> I, see, you guys have Shake Shack. That place That place yeah. is where it's at. I nah, think. fuck that. Nah, the counter all the way. <laughs> oh, man, no. I, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Really? Fair enough. Um, okay, so uh, go check them out, thatfontainesound.com. Uh, you can check him out on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at the underscore Fontaines. And just be careful when you're Googling them. Uh, that we always want to be careful when you're Googling people. But uh, uh, that you're not uh, looking at uh, some 17-year-old uh, kids playing some <laughs> shitty music, right? That's exactly right. All right. We're, well, we're, hey. the, we're the throwback good band with a female vocalist. With a very oh, okay. good-looking, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, the very good-looking, yeah. yeah, modest as well. Uh, yeah, the Fontaines, 
Thank you guys so much. Uh, and you guys will be uh, a week from tonight. You'll be at the Sassafras Saloon in Hollywood, and then February seventh at Amplify in Hollywood. Uh, break a leg on those gigs and uh, come back anytime. It was a pleasure to talk to you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks Thank so you. much. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Good night. John Weeks, do you know what time it is? Oh my God, Tom, that's a wonderful time over there. Tom Fogarty. What's up, Tom Fogarty, man? Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'm missing Cookie. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. It's killing me, bro. It's killing me. Um, But uh, but you can put it on pause, right? I don't got that luxury. Well, no, because I got somebody else who's watching it, so. Oh, hell oh. no. Oh, I'll have to I'll... catch up. Oh, we fucked you up. Hell no. I'll uh, have to catch up. <laughs> well, I, let's get right to it then. Uh, who is your first hot mess, sire? Okay, I know how you worship at the <laughs> KK dipped dick of Kanye. <laughs> but was he joking? Was he not joking? Now he says it was a joke. I mean, really. Don't, and don't get me wrong. I loved the Beck album, but there's no way in hell it should have been album of the year. But apparently mm. enough of the industry people thought so. So they made it album of the year, you know. And if Kanye really wants to get back, it's like put it into your fucking music, dude. You know, put it into your art. Yeah. Don't yeah. just put it into being a bitch. Yeah, I agree. And That's uh, all. you know, sire, that the only person who is like everyone else with this Grammys seems to have a problem with Kanye. Understandably, the only person who seemed to have a problem with someone no one had a problem with is John Weeks talking about some Sam Smith. Uh, insulting him on the Facebook and everyone else is happy for him. Yeah. I was happy. You know, that's Wow. What go for? What go for? How did weeks fall down him? The sad. The sad part is I understood every word of that. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. He, he said Tom Petty should be happy, that's all I'm saying. Huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. who is who is your second hot mess, sire? My second hot mess has gotta be old Beaver Boy, he's back at it. Apparently he cannot complete his community service because he was out playing soccer and he has a severely sprained little ankle now. Ooh. Oh Are man. You Kidding me. He just continues being a little boy. He was playing soccer and got a little ankle injury. So does does he have to do the community cervix in Florida, or is he doing community cervix in Canada? I have no idea. Well, no, I guess it's in no. This is this is the L.A. shit from oh, when he was egging his neighbor's house. Oh come on, man! Oh come yeah. on, man! Oh man! Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> And uh, who is your final drum roll, please? Ba 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 ba. Okay, this is a good one. Ooh, it's yeah. a good one. What? Edibleanus.com. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they have candies that look like little buttholes, and they are chocolate anuses handcrafted in meek milk or dilated dark. Or tight white Belgian chocolate. Oh my gosh! Edibleanus.com, check it out. And they are so flooded that they can, they're not taking any more Valentine's requests. They're only dealing with Easter at this point. They have so blown up with their little asshole candies. <laughs> well, that is a perfect segue into this advertisement, and we'll be right back with jokes. Hey, looking for the right deals to spice up your love life? 
Well, look no further than BlazingRyeRadio.com. Click on the banners for AdamEveToys.com. Once you're there, you'll find vibrators, dildos, women's sex toys, men's sex toys, male masturbators, anal sex toys, kinky bondage, strap-ons, and a few of these featured products at the moment. You got Adam's Extension, a pleasure enhancer, A&E Vibrating Silver Bullet 2.0, and the Adam and Eve Ball Buzzer Penis Ring. Just go to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banners for Adam Eve Toys, and you'll find a good head kit for him, oral sex essentials kit, Adam and Eve deep throat gel, and passion packs for couples. Trust me, you and your partner will be getting busy in no time. BlazingRyeRadio.com Tom for Ray John Weeks, are you guys lubed up and ready to go? Adam and Eve on a raft. Fuck them. I'm ready to go right now. You're going to be on a raft? Adam and Eve on a raft. Fuck them. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. Valentine's Day, Daddy. All right. Weeks, kick us off, sire. All right. Yesterday, NBC suspended its nightly news anchor, Brian Williams, after he admitted to fabricating a story about his coverage of the Iraq War. When I heard this, I thought, well, at least he's not one of those guys you need to be able to trust. No. All right? <laughs> no. John Stewart's the only one who we trust. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he made his living making fun of the news. <laughs> and yeah. now he's gone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No one to trust yeah. left. No. President President Obama this week admitted the NSA spying on German Chancellor Angela Merkel hurt U.S. relations with Germany. He then said, however, we didn't kill six million Jews. Booyah! Oh, hey, now. Man. Oh, man. He's right about that. Hey, now. <laughs> right this way. Fresh ovens in the back. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Kanye West appeared on the Grammys Sunday night. He did his performance and sat graciously in his seat the rest of the evening. Not! <laughs> Boy, do I wish I had a vocal fuckifizer so I could have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeb Bush's opposition to restoring the auto industry in 2008 may be a big problem for him in 2016. Another big problem? Chris Christie. Oh, after two co-hosting stints on The View, Rosie O'Donnell has decided on her departure. But that can't be nearly as hard as my departure from Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) Child, we had some good times back in the 90s. (laughs) Shit! You wouldn't let Wendy Houston get out of the limo? (laughs) Get your freak on. Get your freak on. Freak on. Yeah, that little bitch was there too. Get your freak on. Get your freak on. (laughs) Chimalia. John Stewart joined Dave Letterman in announcing he will retire from his late-night post in 2015. Don't let him in, Stewart. Let us all rejoice in the name of Jesus. Amen, said Bill O'Reilly. Singer Sophie B. Hawkins announced this week that she is pregnant at 50 fucking years old. I guess it took a hot minute to lay her down. And she ain't went to sleep yet. <laughs> As I lay me down to sleep. Oh, Wait for you to come fuck me. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like uh, the song was playing in the background as you said that joke. The song, the As I Lay Me Down, was that playing in the background just now? 
No. <laughs> okay. You've had a lot of problems with the sound here recently. Yeah, no shit. Ah. <laughs> hmm. I had a very good I friend that went to school with Phoebe Hawkins. Hold on. Back up. Fogarty, you had a good yeah. friend what? I had a good friend that went to school with Sophie B. Hawkins. Oh, yeah? Was out of high school here in the city. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, John Weeks, take that one again. Take it from the top. I can't believe John Stewart's leaving the Daily Show. Craig Kilborn must be rolling over his grave. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Singer Shirley Manson scolded Kanye West after his Grammys rant, suggesting he grow up. In response, Kanye called Manson's music garbage. He's so smart. <laughs> okay. I'm hyped up like honey boo boo on go go juice now. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Sam Tom Fogarty, man. Good night, man. I like him. Bye bye. Bye, man. Bye, man. Bye, Good night, Wizard. Good night, Wizard. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know about you, Weeks, but I think the Wizard was at the top of his game tonight. Oh, he definitely was. He was in and out of the park. He was singing like crazy. You know, I went on those two dates with that uh, girl uh, senior year of high school, um, uh, as summer after, actually. Oh, it was so messed up. It was so messed up because uh, I, I, she spoke no English, and she like uh, would uh, hand these photos uh, to, to me in high school and stuff, and I, was, I wasn't interested at the time, but then I was 18, and over the summer I was very... You know, I was 18, so, you know, I was a little, uh, and, uh, yeah, a little like that, and, uh, you know, a little, uh, and, uh, I, I, oh, I was so fucked up. Yeah, I went over, I was near my high school at the time, I went over to the high school, um, during the summer to see if anybody was there because I lost her phone number, who had, like, a directory with her phone number in it, and, it turns out uh, uh, Mr. Dupree uh, went ahead and, and gave me the phone number, and then I uh, I called her, and uh, and and uh, we lasted two dates. It was the first one I understood fifty percent of what she said, which I thought was very good. And then by the second date, I was exhausted from having to like speak only in Spanish and think in Spanish and stuff. It was. So exhausting. Um, but the reason that I bring this up is because the only words I ever heard her say in English were while we were in my car uh, doing stuff, and I had uh, KC101, or I think it was KISS957 I had on at the time, and and all I remember her ever saying in English, the only thing she ever said in English was, get your freak on, because Missy Elliott's song was playing on KISS957 at the time. Get your freak on. Get your freak on. No other English at all. None. Not even hello or anything. <laughs> See, that that phrase crossed uh, cultural and language barriers. Yeah, it and then what, I... Uh, Elliott's done. <laughs> yeah, and then when she came on the Super Bowl, all I could think about was, was the Spanish, the, uh, the girl who only spoke Spanish on those two dates. <laughs> all I kept thinking about was that left shark. What was that left shark doing? <laughs> Listen, I haven't, I didn't notice it during, I haven't looked at the clip since, but yeah, apparently there's a some shark not doing the choreography. <laughs> Sounds so ridiculous. Some shark not doing the choreography? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, apparently it's like a beef going on or a feud, right? Because I think both but, of the dancers were like former Taylor Swift dancers or something like that. And like the one oh. on the left was like trying to sabotage, uh, you know. Well, I don't know, sabotage, but he's a strong right yeah. word, but just goofing off, basically, at Katy Perry's concert. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, that, that they, they have had a, a feud, because Taylor Swift wrote some song, I think, that Katy Perry thinks is about her, but then the other night, Katy Perry said she's a sweetheart and whatever, and this apparently the beef is squashed, but was the left shark really a former Swift bank backup dancer? That's what I read. I think both of them were, and... Oh. You know, one of them was following the choreography, and the other one, uh, you know, I think didn't. I don't think he even tweeted something on his Twitter account. I, I don't know if it's still there. But, um, Ooh, yeah. Shark? And, and people are going crazy. I saw somebody, like, got a 
tattoo of the left shark. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Um, I saw I saw this uh, tweet. Um, uh, so this, this tweet was trending on. It's very confusing, but this tweet was trending on Facebook earlier, and it was it was for uh, Jets Pizza. Uh, this girl sent out a tweet and got fired because of it. And I just want to read that the tweet. So this girl is named Sella. I thought it was Celia, but I guess it's at C-E-L-L-A underscore. And she tweeted, Ew, I start this fuck-ass job tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And then the... The response from the franchise owner, Robert Wapple, says, No, you don't start that F.A. job today. I just fired you. Good luck with your no good luck with your no money, no job life. And then she later said, I got fired over Twitter and put a bunch of cry faces. Oh that sucks. Oh, that's no attitude that I have to put that on Twitter. You can't write that about a job. You can't wait, who are you mad at here? Her or the owner? I don't know. I I don't know. I think uh, it's tough. It's uh, it's <laughs> tough. I think you know if you open it up to that risk, I think you know. Unfortunately, it's a harsh thing to do to fire somebody. But I think the manager, you know, not right, but you know, he's uh, more the right than she is. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I just want to tell you this quick story before the uh, before we talk about our favorite scene in, in She's a Miami. Um, okay. <laughs> so. Uh, as you know, uh, I've been listening to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. It's called Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, and um, and it's amazing, and it's colossal, and it's a podcast. And I, I know that I, I've talked about it so much, it's almost like we're doing a podcast about a podcast, which is like Serial has a bunch of podcasts about Serial, so a bunch of podcasts about the podcast. This is like, but, this is like Inception, podcast within a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should... <laughs> Turn this blazing right backstage into uh, uh, backstage of the amazing colossal Gilbert Gottfried podcast. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, actually. So <clears throat> he has Bob Zamuda on. Are you familiar with this man? No, I've, I've heard of his name, but who is this guy? Are you familiar with Andy Kaufman? Andy Kaufman. Of course, yes. A great comedian, a painter, a wrestler at one point. Okay, so uh, did you see the movie Man on the Moon? No, I did not. No, I did not. Okay, so you know that Andy used to go around playing this character, Tony Clifton, uh, and then when Andy got sick, or allegedly got sick, uh, um, Bob Zamuda, his comedy writing partner, Bob Zamuda, he would go to places as Tony Clifton, right? So, (laughs) and people would think it was Andy Kaufman. So... Uh, while they're making uh, Man on the Moon uh, with Jim Carrey, uh, you know, keep in mind at the time, and this is what Bob's mood is telling Gilbert Gottfried on the podcast. Keep in mind that Jim Carrey is getting, you know, he's the $20 million man. He's the biggest movie star in the world. Uh, he's, he's playing Andy Kaufman. And uh, Hugh Hefner invited Jim Carrey over to the Playboy Mansion. And Jim Carrey thought, oh, God, no, I don't want to go to that place, I don't want to do that, and he just had no interest in it whatsoever, but then he had an epiphany, and he was like, wait a second, uh, what if I uh, agree to go, but I go as Tony Clifton, because that is the only way it'll be fun for me, and so... They arrange it with Hugh Hefner, and they tell Hef, they're like, yo, Hef, I'm going to go as Tony Clifton, but you can't be snitching on me. You can't be telling people about that. All right? Is that a G- good Jim Carrey weeks? I think it was excellent. Yeah, that was excellent. It sounded yeah. just like him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and... All righty then. <laughs> yes. What? Oh, All okay. righty then. <laughs> yeah, you ain't never lie. So, Jim Carrey... Um, is 
all set to go out in the Tony Clifton makeup. And, and Tony Clifton is a character that's just a, a jerk, huge jerk. He would just, you know, insult people and berate people. And, you know, Andy Kaufman, I guess, got a kick out of it. Or maybe it was some sort of performance art or something. And um, so Tony Clifton is a character, but he's, he's a bad guy. And uh, Jim Carrey's getting all, you know, in the makeup and stuff. And then somehow they find out, as he's in the makeup chair, that Hugh Hefner's been telling people that it's going to be Jim Carrey under the Tony Clifton makeup. So Jim Carrey starts tearing off the, the wig and stuff, and he's like, fuck this, man. I don't, you know, he if, he's, if Hefner's going to be telling people it's me, then I don't want to do this at all. And then... He had another epiphany, and he said, wait a second. Why don't you, to Bob Zamuda, why don't you go as Clifton, and I'll show up at the end of the night. So you go. They'll think it's Jim Carrey. Uh, so, And Bob Zamuda, of course, was one of the uh, originators of that character. So so he agrees to do it, and Bob Zamuda gets all decked out in the, in the um, Tony Clifton costume, and... <laughs> and he goes to the Playboy Mansion, and the way he tells it, the way Zamuda tells the story to Gilbert Gottfried is like, so so then I go to the Playboy Mansion, and, you know, it's it's just these real bimbos. I mean, these girls are fucking airheads, man. And, you know, I got, I, I got, I mean, you know, I go as Clifton. Clifton's being a jerk to everyone. Then Clifton gets blown, like, by three different ladies. I came, like, three times. And when he said that, I'm thinking in my head, John Weeks, that's, isn't that a little, um, because these ladies are blowing him thinking it's Jim Carrey, you know, like he's actually following through with everything. He's saying he came three times and stuff. Um, and, and so I'm thinking that's a little, I don't know about that. Uh, so he's telling this to Gilbert Gottfried, and he's like, and so, you know, and, and Hefner, he keeps on turning to people be like, that's Jim Carrey under there. That's Jim Carrey under there. And, you know, I saw him doing it. It was ridiculous. And uh, and then finally, by the end of the night, uh, Jim Jim shows up, and I have never seen a better double take, Gilbert. I, uh, I looked at Jim, and Hugh, Hugh Hefner, he looked at Jim. He looked at me, he looked back at Jim, looked at me and said, I don't know who you are, but you got to get out of here. And apparently the Playboy Mansion has like a, a very, very um, tight security. Like it's one of the things they pride themselves on. And and this did, you know, the security did not prevent this intruder or whatever. And so, so then uh, he leaves unscathed, uh, although blown several times and um <laughs> and so then after he he tells that story to Gilbert Gottfried after Zamuda tells that story um Gilbert goes now these women that were blowing you did they think that they were that they were being raped since it wasn't Jim Carrey under there and I was I was like okay yeah that's what I was thinking too and and uh, and then Bob Zamuda just like laughed it off, and it was very strange. Um, but then he says that uh, Jim Carrey uh, the next day they talked about it. He and Jim Carrey talked about it. They were like, "We can't have Hugh Hefner mad at us forever, so let's go over and explain what happened to him." So they go over and they explain um, everything to Hugh Hefner that you know Jim Carrey was pissed off that Hefner was telling people and stuff, and so so that's why they pulled the prank. And then they settled everything. Everything was fine. But what a story, huh? Yeah, that's a great story. It's awesome. You can't make that up. Jim Carrey really uh, played a good joke on him. And the uh, Moodoff, they really came off pretty well on that one. <laughs> the Moodoff? The Moodoff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got the Moodoff. I mean, he. However, you would phrase that. All right. Um, what's your favorite scene? Whoa! My favorite scene, and she's a. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's a specific scene. There isn't any good scenes in that film, Blair, but man, the fine. just knocks it out of the damn park. But, uh, you know, there's one scene where uh, Richard Kimball is talking to a Dr. Charles Nichols, and they're at a banquet, and he confronts him with some news, some really troubling news. Richard, I'm sorry, but I'm in the middle of this speech. You almost got away with it, didn't you? I know all about it. I can prove it. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Richard Kimball doesn't feel well, obviously. So if you will just go on with your dessert and coffee, I'll be right back. Richard, would you mind to step aside and we'll just talk? Okay, so I'll be back in just a second, ladies and gentlemen. You changed the samples, didn't you? Huh? You switched the samples after Lens died. After Lens died, you were the only one who had the access. You switched the samples and the pathology reports, didn't you? Didn't you? Did you kill Lens Sue? Huh? Did you? So that RDU-90 could be approved and Devlin McGregor could give you <laughs> Provastic? And you're not going to figure that you the main maker to make a bad thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I got, I got very emotional there. I got very emotional. <laughs> that was very, very <laughs> wonderful and amazing and fantastic and outstanding. Oh well, I am so glad you asked because my favorite thing is my mom would remember to put a bit of bag, but I might have is from the movie Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire Colon Up in the Air. And Amanda Baines plays George Clooney. And she says, now, this is going to be a little difficult, so stay with me. You have a new backpack. Only this time, I want you to fill it with people. Start with casual acquaintances, friends of friends, folks around the office. And then you move around into people that you trust with your most intimate secrets. Your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters your parents, and finally, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, or girlfriend. You get them into that backpack. And don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to light it on fire. Feel the weight of that bag. Make no mistake, your relationships are the heaviest components in your life. Do you feel the straps cutting into your shoulders? All those negotiations and arguments and secrets and compromises... You don't need to carry around all that weight. Why don't you set that bag down? Some animals were meant to carry each other, to live symbiotically for a lifetime. Star-crossed lovers, monogamous swans, we are not those animals. The slower we move, the faster we die. We are not swans. We are sharks. And that's my favorite scene. It's in the mind of my mind. Yes. Funded. Yes. Funded. All of the moment is that. That was disturbingly good again. <laughs> Why do you keep? Awesome. <laughs> Why do you keep yelling out London? Are you yelling London over and over again? Oh, bravo, bravo. <laughs> oh. Okay. And then did you just say I have a real problem? Yeah, you have a real problem. You're too good. <laughs> oh, uh, I, 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 just, I got lost in the moment again. This is disturbing. Well, I, you know, I was trying to channel Clooney there, and I feel like it in in very very split moments, very split seconds, I was channeling a sh- channeling a, a a version of him, and in, in very very you know small moments in that monologue just now, small moments. You remind me of Clooney. And you remind me, it's like a mixture of Clooney and and McConaughey in those car commercials where he's just like in the zone. <laughs> in the zone, like completely in the zone. And like, auto zone. You know, ridiculous. The auto zone. Yeah. yeah. Come on down. It's huge. <laughs> All right. I can 
think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And John Weeks, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that motherfucker? You're going to bring that witch to North Dakota. You're going to throw yeah. her in a wood chipper. Yeah. And then you're going to write a song about it with the Fontaines and call it Steve Buscemi. I got to tell you, that was extremely disturbing. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. <laughs>